0: Hey, uh, we're going to talk to you today about something that's uh, already been mentioned this morning. Um, you know, I love listening to what happens in Chicago just and things in that God's to, to uh, our brother pastor there and things that's happening with, you know, Brian and Dave. Great see, stuff. Just being You the know, how bring all of it together. Um, it's very important for us to understand. The movement of the Spirit of God right now what doing concerning the, the, the women, the wives, and so forth, we, it's, a, it's a parable of what's going on in the heavens. Now stop and you think about what I'm saying here. Yes, we have a, a physical wife and a husband here, pastor, and pastor's wife. But the thing that God is doing is he's perfecting the church through this same type of, of relationship. Our relationship is being perfected. Think about this: when Adam and Eve were were first together in the garden, God took Eve out of Adam, and He said, "Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh." Right? But they were together; they were one until what happened? Sin. Until sin came, and then that started separating them. Now, you stop and think about this. This is a parable of Christ and His church. Well, what happened to the churches in the beginning too? Wasn't there a sin that entered into the church that separated them, and Christ had to start going to each church? This is a bringing back together of what God wanted to do from the very beginning. He knew what would interfere and what would cause problems. Sin is the problem. But he also knew what he could do through prophecy, through his word, through his spirit, to bring all of that back into a one. Things in heaven, things in earth, it makes no difference where it's at. God's gonna bring it back into a unity and bring it back into a one. This parable of the pastor and the wife is the parable of Christ and his church. But how did that come to be? Uh, there was uh, something that we put on the board for the ladies that that uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about today. Um, we think about going way back uh, to where there's, uh, um, at, what, what is Abraham and Sarah, remember? Mm-hmm. The whole story concerned that. Let me read something to you here real quick. And, um, and I want you to think about what I'm saying right here now. Um, now listen to this. For it is written that Abraham had two sons. The one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bond woman was born after the flesh. So who are we talking about? Ishmael. Ishmael. Uh, Abraham got him by himself, him and Sarah, right? He was still of the age where he could do that. And, and Ishmael came forth. And what did he even ask God about Ishmael? Anybody remember? That his son would uh, give the promise. That he would be the promise. He so, said, oh, that Ishmael would live before you. Isn't that what he said? But God said, he's not the promise. I told you Sarah was going to have the child, you know. Very important thing because when God states something, I think Dan said it this morning, he's going to bring it to pass. God does not lie. If he says that's the way it's going to be, it's going to be that way. It reminds me of when Jesus told the disciples, he said, okay, I'm going to stay here on this side and I want you to get in the boat and go to the other side and I'll see you over there, you know. And of course, as they went on their way, what happened? A storm, you know, and uh, so and while that storm was going, they were very afraid. But then they look out on the water and what do they see? Jesus. Jesus Jesus walking on the water, coming to them. Remember, he told us that I sent you to the other side, mm-hmm. and I said I would meet you yes. there. Now they no one questioned at the time how he was gonna get there, but he's telling them go to the other side. Now here's what God's trying to show us, guys. When he says to do something, don't look at the circumstances. Look at who's saying it. If it's Jesus saying it, if he's made a promise to us, that's what's going to happen. Now, how he accomplishes that, let's watch and see. Because there's going to be some great stuff for us on how he accomplishes those things. So it was kind of neat. So they, they, you know, he walked. You know the story of him and Peter and the whole thing. But they do make it to the other side, don't they? This is what he said from the beginning. But he also set up that whole thing about the storm and Peter coming out, walk on the water. He set that whole thing up because there were some things he was trying to show them. And they saw that and they experienced that. And to the point where they said, whoo, that's something we'll never forget. That's true. When Jesus says something, let's believe it. Okay, let's not doubt. Let's not waver. If he tells you he's going to do something, the promise has been made he speaks out of his mouth and he does not lie. There's no lie in him. Now, it lies in that devil, but there's no lie in God. Okay, so this is how it works. So, it says this here. So, um, it says, uh, let's see, my thing moved. Um, but the scripture, well, let me let me start with this other one. This will be better. So Abraham had the two sons, right? And he wanted Ishmael to live before the Lord, be the one that would. But listen to what this says. But he who was of the bond one was born after the flesh, but he that of the free one was by promise. Remember we said when God promises something, mm-hmm. it's going to come to pass. Which things are an allegory, so it's a parable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which genereth to bondage, which is Agar, for this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answereth to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. It sounds kind of confusing a little bit, but what he's saying is, there's two covenants. There were two covenants made here. It was the covenant for the promise, you know, Isaac coming and so forth. But after Hagar was cast out, did God make a covenant with her and her son too? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? For whose sake? It's for Abraham's sake. Because they all come out of Abraham, don't they? For Abraham's sake. So listen to this. But Jerusalem which is above is free, which is the mother of us all. So Sarah's being a parable (laughs) of Jerusalem which is above, who is the mother of us all. Going back to mothership because, you know, the deal that happened with Ishmael, but also what's going to happen with Isaac. Okay? So it's all about getting understanding from above. Okay? Very good thing here. For it is written, Rejoice thou barren that bearest not. Break forth and cry thou that travailest not. For the desolate hath many more children with she than she which has a husband. That's true. Uh, the, the chosen seeds, us, the, the people that believe in God, are far fewer in this world than those that are of the bond movement. You stop and think about it. That They're still in a bondage to what? To sin not even thinking about God, you know, but that they outnumber us But that doesn't make a difference According to God. Here's the thing because you want to be part of that promise seed. Now we brethren as Isaac was are the children of promise So we have a promise we are the children of promise you are you're the children of the promise because it didn't stop at Isaac All that seed, the seed of Christ going all the way to this time, and that makes you the seed of the promise. And you also are children of Abraham by faith. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. But as then, he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Spirit. Even so it is now. That's true, isn't it? The bond people persecute you more than, than those that are of the Spirit. Those of the Spirit, we're together. Okay. Nevertheless, what saith the Scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Very good statement, huh? So we're of the ones that are free. Jerusalem, which is above, the parable of Sarah, the understanding. We get that understanding from heaven. We're, We're part of the free. That's the seed that's coming to us, and that's what we walk in, is the freedom of that. What is that seed? Uh, I think it's Luke 8 and 11. The seed is the word of God. God. Okay, so we have that We're begotten by that word, right? But here's something I think I love this because God is such a good, 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 good God. Um, You go back and you're going to find out, well, let's tell the story a little bit. So when God tells Sarah that she's going to have a child, initially what happens she laughed. She laughed, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was a laugh. What would you call that laugh? <laughs> Unbelief. Unbelief, <laughs> little doubt, you know, about that. She, you know, she's older uh, at that time. And, she said, and should, should me and my husband have pleasure and we get a child again? That's the question she asked herself. And uh, so she laughed, you know. But uh, God asked herself, why for did you laugh? I didn't laugh, is what she said, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you did, he said, <laughs> you did laugh. Remember, the three men that came and he, the whole deal, that was God and two angels, remember? So the whole thing was she did laugh, but now something changes. Once Sarah gets to be 90 years old, and Abraham is 100, they understand now that Ishmael is not gonna be the promise, because that's not what God said. He said, you're gonna have a child, not your bondwoman. Not Hagar, hey you're going to have the child. So this is this is a very daunting thing because they think they have to accomplish it themselves. Well, they have to understand God's going to do this by the Spirit. He's going to do it, okay? Now, um, here's something I thought was kind of neat. If you look at Genesis 21 and 6, And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age, and the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. So she had that child, right? Mm -hmm. But look at how she talks about the laughter now. God hath made me laugh so that all that hear will laugh with me. This is a different type of laugh than the first one. Mm -hmm. This one, laugh means to rejoice, Mm -hmm. This laugh means, you know, Isaac's name actually means laugh. Isaac is laugh in Hebrew, so that's what it means. So, so his whole name is over what mom did. But now, do you think it's from the first one of doubt, or do you think the laughing is from the second one that she's talking about now? Yes. Now I've been made. I've had the child. Now I know God fulfilled His promise. And this child is here among us now. Who would have thought she saying to herself that this would have happened? I'm 90, he's 100, and we see our child right here, and I'm weaning him. He gave suck at 90 years old. And so their laugh now is a laugh of rejoicing. So like I said, Isaac means one who laughs. That's what it means, or rejoices, one who rejoices. So her son's name typified what actually happened with them at such an age. So this is God saying, I did it at a time where it's impossible for you to do it, but very possible for me. That way man can take no credit for it. You understand what I'm saying? So God brought to pass his promise of the promised seed. He is the promised one, was Isaac. Okay, and he brought it to pass. And now her laugh is different. Yeah, I've accomplished it now. Look at this. And so it's a good thing. So uh, Sarah saw the son of Agar, the Egyptian. When she had born unto Abraham mocking, when she had this child, Ishmael was mocking this child, making fun of her having this child. And that triggered something or she said, I want you, went to Abraham and said, cast her out. Yeah. And it made Abraham feel bad, you know, because he loved his son Ishmael too. He said, but no, cast you, that one, and that bond woman and that child out. Now remember what I read to you in the New Testament. About being the bondwoman and being the free and so forth. It's an allegory. It's a peril. But he said, and, and the Lord comes to him and tells him, do what Sarah told you to do. Cast her out. But God had a plan. Mm-hmm. See, Abraham didn't know the fullness of the plan of God. So, but he did do it. He followed God and he, he cast them out. And it, it hurt him to his heart. <laughs> and Hagar went out with her son and went out to the desert. They took a little water and stuff with them to start off with. But in her travels, everything ran out. And she said, wow, she said, I'm going to die out here, and my son. So she placed Ishmael under a bush where he had some shade, and she went off a long ways off and said, I don't want to see my child die. That that sounds natural, huh, mother? She I don't want to see my child die. So she went off uh, uh, ways from him and just looked at him under the bush. And God spoke to her from heaven. An angel came to her and said, no, go back to your son, pick him up. And he said, open your eyes. And she looked and there was a, a well there, a spring there. Here's your water. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got the water and survived, And guess where she went back to? What was Hagar? What nation was she from? Uh, Anybody remember? Egypt, wasn't it? She was from Egypt. Oh. So she went back where? To Egypt. Home oh. with her child. She went back to Egypt. Wow, That's powerful, huh? And God told her during that time that she was out there to the desert, He said I'm gonna raise your son up. I'm gonna make a mighty nation out of him many nations will come out of him for whose sake again? Amen. Abraham because he's still Abraham's child the blessing comes through Abraham doesn't it by faith? And so he said I'm gonna make a great nation out of him. Don't worry about it And he took care of her and, and she went back to Egypt and very powerful thing and the, those uh, Ishmael begot you know children there whatever great mighty nation started from there, the whole deal. But here's the thing that's important. Didn't both of them, Ishmael and Isaac, come out of Abraham? Yes. God did not leave them out in any way, shape, or form. But there was a promise made to one. Just like Jesus is the promise, was the promise that there's going to be a Messiah that's going to come. He was the promise by me. Now, there's a lot of uh, allegory to the things that happened with Isaac. Didn't uh, Abraham take him up on the mountain and so forth? He was going to sacrifice him and so yes. forth. Well, what did Jesus do for us? Didn't he come as a sacrifice? Yes. See, there was a father. He had to take the son. The father had to sacrifice the son. Doesn't it say in Isaiah, God, bruised him, pleased him to bruise him and so forth, sacrifice his son? He said, yeah, I'm going to send you to the world to die for the world. You're going to die for the world. That's what you're here for. But he said no, i'm also going to give you a commandment when you lay your life down I want you to take it and pick it back up again now isaac couldn't do that but the faith of abraham was such that if he had sacrificed it, he believed god could raise him up again all of that is a parable of the resurrection of christ all of it was but isaac could not be that christ because he had been born in sin right? see so they had to find somebody that wasn't born in sin Guess who that was? That was Jesus, and he came through a virgin, didn't he? Mm-hmm. The whole deal. We know the story, and then raised up to be the Christ child. You know all the things that happened in the flesh to show that he could have dominion over the flesh. This is all part of the church, guys. Paul says he speaks of a great mystery of Christ and the church. This is when you know when Abraham and Sarah did what they did, and God performed the miracle. That was one thing, but it was God continuing. Continuing to bring forth that seed, the promised seed. Adam and Eve, from the beginning, they were one. But then sin separated them. So what is God doing? Typifying the church and Jesus. Was there sin that he was going to get out of the church and bring the church back to be one with him? Husband, him being the husband, the church being the wife? Isn't that the parable? That's the parable of me and Claudette. It's the same thing. The pastor's wives now are going to be what? They're going to be one. There's going to be a union. There's going to be a joining together. Spiritually in God. The same things that are being ministered to you are going to be ministered by women as well as men. This is the beginning of some things that God has brought together. And it all is in the parable of Christ in the church. Let me read you something else here. Now, this is God being God. Man. I, I love what he does here. Um, he starts talking in Galatians again chapter 3 and listen to what he says is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid for if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law but it wasn't by the law was it? but the scripture has concluded listen to this, all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Think that would cover Ishmael's people too? Now God said, remember there was a separation? There was Jew and Gentile, wasn't there? Yeah. See how this all worked? Let me read some more. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under schoolmaster. Now listen to this part. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. doesn't make any difference anymore. There is neither bond nor free. Oh, wait a minute. We talked about the bond woman. Now there's no bond or freedom. You see what God did? He brought it all one down there. To one common thing. He concluded all of them under sin so that he might save them all. So there was never any danger that Ishmael's seed could not be saved because there was going to be a time that God was going to bring forth Jesus with the healing to be able to save all. Listen to this. For neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. See how he brought that all around? Before it was just through Isaac, right? But now he's breaking it all. Whether you're bond or free, Jew or Greek, now everything is open so all can be saved. Wow. And it all started with this woman that had to bear a child at 90 years of age. It couldn't be by the bond woman, it had to be by the person of promise, by the wife. Here we go with the wife again. Of the man of faith who was Abraham God did that by bringing the husband and the wife together spiritually which is the parable of what God's doing in the church right now see how it was and it's all being done by faith and this parable of the husband and the wife God is strongly trying to urge all of us to come under the covering of Christ allowing us to be a unity of one in husbands and wives Do you think that manifests even right here in this world? What does God want, especially in the church? That the husband and wife be one, Mm -hmm. so that Christ and the church may be one. The parable of that here, even in this physical realm, is for the husbands and wives to be under the covering of God. To be joined together by faith, through the spirit to accomplish the will of God, because it's Christ and his Church. 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 And we're doing the same thing. The parable is being manifested here. Isn't that powerful? And so this stuff from way back when we started reading about Abraham and Sarah and all these things, God had the plan already together. He had the plan together with Adam and Eve. He knew that he had to send them out because of that sin. But because of Christ coming and bringing what? Grace and truth, now he can heal that and make Adam one. Did he allow Adam to come back to his wife in a one? Yes. yes, through him, because what is the second man Adam?
1: It's Christ.
0: It'll all come back together. The woman and the man will be healed when they were separated from the beginning because of sin. But now the thing that took away sin is bringing them back together. And now they're going to be a one and everyone. Whether you're from Agar's sea, you see how that works, Ishmael, or whether you're from the promise, All of them have been concluded to be under sin so that God may save them all. So can they all become the true Jew? Can they all be believers by faith and be Abraham's seed? See, there was a separation back then because of sin. Now that Christ has come, look at what he's done. He's removed the middle partition. He's removed the enmity between us and God. And made it all one so that everyone can partake of it now. Who does God leave out? Nobody. He leaves nobody out. Concluded, all under sin that he might save them all. So now it's going to be through faith and belief, huh? Yeah, Yeah, if those seeds from those nations believe, if the Gentiles believe, God said, come on. If the Jew believes, God said, come on. You see how it works? Any of those that were bond, come on. Any of those that were free, come on. (laughs) He's saying all of them. I've opened the door to all. I've broken down the middle partition. I've removed the enmity by my death on the cross. So now the door is open for all to be part of the one. What does it say in Ephesians? Have all things in heaven, all things in earth coming together to be a one, to be unified in the spirit of God. This is the plan. So I continued on a little bit from what Dan was talking about, the promise From the beginning all the way up to now. And you think it stops now? Or is it going to continue for generations? Bringing the husband and wife together. The parable of the husband and wife is Christ and the church. Paul said, I speak a great mystery. But all of you here that do have husbands and wives, let's draw them closer together in the spirit of God. Let's be believers. Let's love God. Because you're going to be the example of the parable of it. Physically in this earth. Amen. I'm a physical man, that's a physical woman, but in the Spirit of God, we're in a union as pastor and wife, as Christ is with the church, Christ and his church, and he gave his life for it and he loved it, didn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's who he gave his life for, was the church, and all that would be in the church. is the door open for all? Yes. yes. Whether all come in or not, that's a different story, but the door is open to all. Everybody can be part of the church. You don't have to be under the bond, the bondage of sin. Now you can all be part of the free. Remember, Amen. Jerusalem which is above, which is the mother of us all, which is the understanding of God. And through that understanding and wisdom that comes from heaven, guess what? We can be part of this now. Everybody. So talk to your friends. Talk to your relatives. Talk to people that you know. Because you know what? God's got a door open for them to come in now. He's got a door open for them to come in now. Speak to them. Talk to them about what God's doing. Dan said this is a great thing that God's doing in the church right now and I believe it. I believe that Christ and the church are becoming more manifested right now even here that people can see it. The example of the marriages in the church are going to be examples that people desire. How long have you been married? 46 years. Really? You don't hear about that anymore. Yes, in the world you don't. But what about if you come over here? What if you come over here and see the godly woman? What if you come over here and see the woman that that God has lifted up and brought forth? The church. What if you see that woman? What if you see the woman that God has brought forth from eons, from before to the eternities in the future? It's still going to be the church of Christ. It's going to be what God has joined together. And what God has joined together let no man. Ah, that's what he's doing. This is spiritual. Oh, we used to say that meant uh, natural husband and wife. Oh, they say the words, but God's doing something in the heavens. And this is what we have to be aware of. And because you see the manifestation here, guess what? God's showing you that can take through, through the earth and into this physical place, and you will see the manifestation of the husband and the wife. It's greater than what you think. Well, we say a little ceremony and we join two people together and they say that we're going to do this and we're going to do that and they make promises and in sickness and in health and all those things. But when things start going bad, sometimes you start cast that person out, try to cast them away. That's not what God had. His marriage is a spiritual marriage in heaven. Always has been, always will. And as you join two believers together, (laughs) you say you believe God what are you going to do? You're going to bring forth your betrothed and now you're going to have the marriage and you're going to be the example of Christ and the church. You know, people read that book in the Bible, The Song of Solomon and they they put other things in that because it describes physical attributes, certain things Uh, but I want to tell you something when you read The Song of Solomon you're reading about the expressed love of Christ for his church. That's what it's doing. It was given to Solomon to write that to show that God always loved the church and was always going to be married to it. That was it. Did he tell Israel he was married to him? Yeah. Sure did. But he said, but you know what? I'm married to you, but you are a backsliding (laughs) heaven. That's where he called him. He said, "You're you're not a faithful wife. See how that worked? You're not a faithful wife. But in this day, under grace and truth, Christ coming to bring forth grace and truth, Are we looking for faithful wives now? Yes. We're looking for faithful ones. Ones that will do the will of God. And I'm going to say something here. Sometimes what we choose, it may not be that way in the beginning. Maybe this wife has different ideas about what she wants to do. But you know what? If you're a man of God, if you're a woman of God, if you come to be that, everything will change for you. Even here. I have confidence in that. You know why I'm confident, because it happened to me. It happened to me. So some of the dreams I've had for years about me and my wife being together in this thing for God, they're coming to pass. Things that I thought about many years ago they are coming to pass. It's a good thing. There's a unification that's getting better in the all the time. Sometimes we speak the same thing. I was gonna say that, and, she, <laughs> and I'm saying it. And she's getting ready to say it. That's that's what's starting to happen. If you're interested in the scriptures, asking questions about things. Bro, this is great. It's, it's prompting us to be the man and woman of God that God wanted from the beginning. So, do we have to wait a while for that to come to pass? Is this the timing of the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm going to say one other thing. Because of this timing, once the timing came and the enemy saw how things were going to start coming together in unification, he redoubled his efforts to destroy you guys, to destroy your marriages, to destroy your relationships. I'm telling you that right now. You may see some things, but this is where you need to rejoice. Remember, Isaac's name means laughter or to rejoice. Just like He brought that through for Sarah, He'll bring it through for you. The promised seed will work. You're a believer? You're part of that seed. Be a believer. Do you love God? Love God. And what God is going to do is just bring it all back together. He will remove that thing that's trying to cause you so much trouble. He'll make you aware of it, and then you'll overcome it. But it hasn't been a matter of you believing God. Remember, Sarah and Abraham. What was Abraham? The father of what? Faith. Faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the of God. what are you hearing? The word of God. So this is how you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it by the preached gospel and believing it and trusting in it so that you can overcome all things. Is there anything too hard for God? No. They thought impossible for a 90-year-old woman to have a child. Is there anything too hard for God? No. Does she have a child? Yeah. Yes. Is there anything too hard for God? No. no. God will do this. God's in charge of this thing. You just have to go along with Him. Walk through the door and tell the Lord, lift your hands up, say hallelujah in the temple, and say, I am that temple. Where's the Holy Ghost of I? In the temple of God. Let's cleanse this temple. Let's do what we need to do and bring God to the forefront of our lives. <coughs> And let's cast out that evil being that's trying to destroy us. Because it will. And you will wonder from time to time, why are things suddenly getting so, I mean, just contentious and and messed up and foul and whatever. And then say, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Uh Why is condemnation running rampant? Oh, wait a minute. Don't partake of that stuff, guys. Because that is for the devil. And that's who's trying to interfere with you. See it for what it is. It's a spiritual battle. You think it's a natural one? Natural understanding? It's spiritual understanding. Once you get that, the natural will be taken care of. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Very big thing going on here for the church. And remember, the church yeah. marries Christ. The marriage supper of the yeah. Lamb. Oh, Amen. You say, oh, that's way out. Oh, no, 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 no. In the individual, in your world, it could be taking place right now. The marriage supper of the Lamb. The great harlot has been destroyed. We recognize who she is now. See how it works? Once you recognize what she was trying to do and all of that stuff, and then God throws a stone in that ocean. And in one hour, she's destroyed. Doesn't it say that? Mm-hmm. Let her be destroyed. The mother harlot that sits on seven mountains. Let's destroy her. It has to be destroyed in you, and in you, and in you, and in you. It has to be destroyed in you. You read the story, but you got to be partaker of that story. You have to experience that. So let's destroy her. Let's destroy her. Let God throw that stone right in the midst of the sea and destroy her in one hour. And she's done. And then what happens? Then you see the bride of Christ descending from heaven as a bride adorned for her husband, and we see New Jerusalem, and all the understanding God gave you when the victory is in her. That's powerful, isn't it? And you will see the result of your believing God. Said some interesting things to you this morning. I want you to think on. Anybody have a question for me? It's not a question. when
1: the enemy sees that the, uh, he cannot get to the head or the husband or the wife, he's gonna go after the sheep. Yep. And if there's a crack in your fabric of God where a door has been left open, unbeknownst to you, that you didn't realize that it was a door that you opened for the enemy to come in, he's gonna get in there and he's gonna drive a wedge in there. And if he could push that thing apart, it, it's gonna take somebody to come and help you to, to, to show you that, There's an enemy here that's working here and it's trying to destroy you. So we have to be aware at all times that what we're doing, pay attention and see where the enemy has been able to come into your life and ask God to heal that, to show you uh, how to deal with that. But God is there to finish that work. And, And it's not all the time bad when bad things happen. God is trying to show you something. Yeah. To make it better, to get it right, to put it on the right path, uh, to get it back into the Word of God or under the covering of God. So pay attention when these things come upon us, but don't get dismayed about it. Trust God and He will bring you through
0: it. He will. He'll do it. I've seen Him do it. He did it for us. he yeah. you know, bring us through, through still a lot do. of things. Mm-hmm. So it's just, those are minor things to God. I hate to say it that way. That's an easy thing for Him to do. You know what's hard? The transgressors ways the thoughts of transgression. Right. When you want to follow your own flesh, follow your way for handling it, no, then it gets hard. You know why? Because then you have to overcome that before you can get to God even. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that this stuff that you're thinking you're gonna do. What did we talk about the work? The work is of God. Mm-hmm. It's not of you. So when you say, yeah, if I do this and we're gonna do this now, we're gonna start doing this, we're gonna start. Hey, hey, let God do it by the spirit. Let's love God more than we love anything else. Let's be believers more than we believe anything else. Let's be obedient more than we're obedient to other things. You see how that works? Let the the trust for God be there. Let's trust that and let's not trust ourselves. Let's not trust our own intellect or what we think we can do. Let's trust God. Trust in the Lord with all and lean not to your own. own. Acknowledge him in all thy ways. And he will what? Direct thy paths. This is what he wants. A trust in him.
1: Another thing I want to say is, and you may think this is funny, but people do it. Stop bringing Satan to church. Yeah. Right here.
0: Stop doing it. So well, we told you a while back, get your mind right before you even come to church. Mm-hmm. Think it. Pray. Think it, I even told you this time you can play a song that'll get you going. Mm-hmm. A godly song or whatever. Let's get our minds right before we ever enter the door. It right, right. So says
1: enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts yes. with praise. But if you bring a saving, it's just the
0: opposite. You come in here all mad and contentious and yeah. all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. What are you going to get from God? Nothing. Nothing. So this is what you do. Come in here with the right mind. Let's say you had a hard day yesterday and now it's church day and you're coming to church. Uh, Let's get our minds on God. Whatever that happened, there, that happened there. That that was here. Mm -hmm. Now let's get our minds on God because we're coming to worship the Lord. Lord. That's what we're coming to do. So get your mind right. Isn't that good? Mm -hmm. Anybody have any other comments or questions for me? Yeah, so we, I, I've been really
1: meditating on the word that says, you know, this world is here. The enemy is here to kill you, to steal and destroy. And it's something that, for us believers, that is coming against us 24/7. Every time we want to do good, evil is always present. But the Lord God is the one that gives us the strength, the the uh, discernment to see what the spirits are trying to come against us, because we might take one out, but then he goes and collect like seven out to come stronger against us and. I, I, I believe that. I believe that God is the only one that can give us the discernment and the understanding to overcome what is coming against right. us. For sure.
0: And you said a very good word there discernment. Not everybody can discern, but that's what we're here for, our awareness. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So the things that we discern, we will tell you. We'll show you what we've seen and what we've experienced. And so that thing will come to you and we'll discern. We'll say, you don't even know what that is that's dealing with you. Well, you will know by the time we're done. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things that God is doing with us right now. Great stuff that's going on. But you got to believe. you got to know we're here to help. you got to know that too. All right, guys. I'm all
1: done. God bless you all.